1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
3: Tonight's show with D joining me shortly. I will talk about Caitlin Carts breaking Pete Mar- the NCAA scoring record. What does that mean for her legacy and what she could do to submit her status as one of the greatest college players of all time? Plus, LeBron reaches 40K in the NBA world. What else can he do to submit his legacy? in, all, in a, as one of all-time greats plus I'll talk about my um trip down Tuscaloosa to, to watch out versus Tennessee I go over the game and whatnot what I saw live and all that plus your scores news from the world of basketball here on IE sports radio your direct free fall is sports and you're welcome to join us. And join us as y'all shout tonight here on for fresh Break here for I Sports Radio. I'm one of your co-hosts mr davidson crooks uh lock uh texted me not too long ago say they had a uh a staff meeting uh over at um over there at a uh, pit, so he would join us um you know I told him just take your time. He joins momentarily whenever that uh, meeting gets done. So, you know that. that so that's that right there. So hopefully love will join us here shortly. But how is everybody doing tonight? Lots to talk about. Lots to get into tonight on tonight's show. A lot of record-breaking uh, things that happened, you know, this week, mainly this weekend that. Bring the discussion into the show tonight. Last night we saw LeBron eclipse 40k. He could have got the 40k against Washington. Was it uh, Thursday night? And no, he didn't get the job then, done there. But luckily, the team won after kind of going back and forth for Washington the whole game. But you knew he, he kind of would kind of get that record. Come Saturday, and what she did. Then we get to today. Miss Caitlin Clark out of Iowa needed to pass Pistol Pete Maravich for the all time NCAA scoring record. But she had to do that against a tough Ohio State team. An Ohio State team that's already claimed the regular season big uh 10 title back to back, mind you. So we had that. And I watched that I was watching that game. The Fox folks had. Like a uh, little box on left hand corner, just kind of, you know, counting down the points and all that stuff for Caitlin. And then I thought at at one point watching that game, you know, with Caitlin Clark, you know, and I all that, that towards the end, of that you know, first half, I thought Ohio State was trying to play keep away. They're trying to hold the ball and stuff like that. But they did they really didn't. I mean, if they had the open shots, they took them. Of course. But even, you know, they were and I wasn't really trying to force Feed Caitlin the ball to try to break that record. The game just kinda it, it just kind of came natural watching that game. You know, and at one point, you know, Caitlin, you know, didn't shoot the ball, but it was passing the ball and her every, other and every teammates were scoring. Trying to, you know, keep the lead up and all that. But she eventually tied the record and she broke the record on free throws due to a technical foul on Ohio State. And to some folks, it may feel anticlimactic how she broke the record. But, you know, because she didn't shoot three, make a jump shot, whatever, whatever the case may be. But I think, you know, if you get past all that, you know, trying to look at that like, fight when LeBron broke the scoring record, trying to look for that, that big moment. You know, breaking Peace of piece, uh record, you know, in the fashion she did, hey, it's great. I had no qualms about that. And, you know, for Iowa, you, you kind of had to win this game because, hey, to show you can beat Ohio State, come Big Ten, maybe uh final matchup, you know, in the championship game here late on this week, it shows that, you know, hey, Ohio State may be one of the title favorites, but we are too. And let me just read a quote from uh, Caitlin talking about, you know, breaking the record. I think you can say say it's a statement. She said uh, when asked about the um, win before going to the conference tournament. But more than anything, it's just a good momentum for our team going to the Big Ten tournament. I just alluded to. You never want to go into the Big Ten Ten tournament on a loss. So I think it's been off. So I, I think being off this is really important. So. You know her, her coach, uh, Liz uh Lisa uh, Luder said this. You know this conference is so incredible. The two-time teams is battling out right there in the Big Ten. Like we alluded to, you know, like I said, like I just alluded to. You know, you don't want to go to the conference uh, tournament with the loss hanging over your head. Whoever you know you may be matched up with, you still don't want that in your head, in your side, out there, whatever. You want to go a little bit of momentum, have some confidence and stuff like that. Because you look at the Big Ten on the women's side of things. I'll pull it up real quick. Your top four, Ohio State, Iowa, Indiana, and Michigan State, you're top four. After that, you got Nebraska, Penn State, Maryland, and Michigan. And after that, you got Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Minnesota there. And bottom two, Northwest Northwestern Rutgers. So, like she said, you know, you can't go into Big Ten tournament play with the loss hanger we had, in which you got some decent teams that could give you a a run. And, you know, just going back to some of their. Let's see, losses. They lost to Nebraska in Lincoln. You know, they kind of had a little struggle when they played against Maryland back uh early last month. You know, they lost to Indiana on the road. You know, now now not, now you kinda look at the common theme, some of the uh losses that been on the road. And we talk about Big Ten, talking about neutral type play. So that's something else that, you know. To keep in mind here. And of course, they lost to Ohio State in overtime back in January. So, you know, this win was important. Her breaking the record, great. But this win was important as a team as well in going to big team play. But back to her though, to Caitlin Clark. You know, what's her legacy? What she could do to cement it. I, I think she'll get the player of the year award. You know, I've been on record on the show saying, you know, early in the year, I, you know, the way Juju was scoring and stuff like that, I thought maybe it'd be like a two woman race. Because I think South Carolina doesn't have nobody that sticks out, right? This is, this is like a great unit. But nobody really, really sticks out like that. You know, Coming to the season, Angel Reese came in with a lot of hype. But then she had the troubles early on that kind of, you know, someone took out of talks early. Granted, I think she kind of rebounded herself pretty well and has been playing great ball for LSU. But I think her early season troubles kind of put a bump into that. Paige Buchers, hey, same thing has come back, play strong. But I think the focus in store all year has been Caitlin, Caitlin C- Caitlin. And what what she can she do to Samira Lexi? Win the damn championship. That's just my my opinion. Her and you know the Iowa Hawkways, they got to win the championship. To go out on top like that, to bring a championship to Iowa, and right off to the sunset to the WNBA, where she already announced that she is going to enter the WNBA draft and now use her um, extra year el- eligibility. But they got to win a championship. I think she already submitted her legacy, but to really put her over the top, that's one of the all-time greats. She got to win that championship. Yeah, but it's going to be a tall, tall task. If, if they're going to do that. And it's got to be like a good draw come NCAA tournament time. You got South Carolina this just You got Ohio State, who they beat today, but it's still a strong team. LSU, you can't count, count out kill Mulkey come March time. You know, Indiana, same conference. Virginia Tech. I know they lost to uh, to Virginia today, which is a very bad loss, but and, n- nobody's to sneeze at. You know, Texas, twenty six and three. Stanford. We go out to the West Coast. Stanford, UCLA, and USC. Those three right there, uh, good Robox, Connecticut, Coach Geno. Not one of his strongest UConn teams. A lot of injuries and stuff for those for those ladies this year, but you can't go against them. Oregon State, Utah, a team I kind of, you know I like falling this year. Really liking um Acilla Peely, uh the uh, senior Ford for Utah. I really like her game. Kind of reminds me of like a chorus Williamson type. So, you know, th- these teams I'm mentioning, you know, they're gonna be a tough task if I was gonna win that championship. But if she could like turn it on like Cable Walker did a few years ago. I have like a decent run like Jameer Nelson, Steph Curry back in the day, or who she uh, you know, like uh mimics her game a lot or looked up to Maya Moore. If she go run like that, then boom. We're talking about all one time all time college greats, regardless of gender. And that's a lot of names there. You know, Sue Bur- Sue Burr, Rebecca Lobo, Cheryl Miller. Lisa Leslie. Um. God, what's ah uh, the McGee twins from USC? Uh, JaVale, uh JaVale McGee's uh mom uh got got her name. Uh, USC twins, McGee twins. You know, she make a whole squad. Those names. If she can make a great run in this tournament, you could put, extra her name, her stone. she probably get a statue somewhere in Iowa in the near future. So, breaking the scoring record is great. Bring breaking Peaceful Pete Merriford's scoring record that he's held for a 50-plus year 50 plus years, it's awesome. Regardless of gender. And and I know some people say, like, you probably get some pig comments out there saying, well, it's a woman that broke the record. Well, in today's college landscape, you know, Top, the top prospects in the men's side, they leave early or go to other options. And for the guys that do play four years, yeah, they score, but they don't score like that. But for the ladies, as we've seen this year with Caitlin, Juju, and others, hey, they can come in and do the damn thing. And that's what I like, but you know, I bring up Juju in this in this instance. Could we talk about you know the next three years from now, and the way she's been scoring and stuff like that to the chat? I'll go to y'all's uh, go through y'all's talk points here in a second, but to the, to the chat. The way Juju Walker's been scoring the ball this year, because she passed Caitlin Clark's uh, record in three years. It's an interesting question to bring up, because she's been scoring the ball great this year. She's averaging 27.8, uh, 27.8 points this year. Could she eclipse that record down the line or get close to it? That's a very, very, very uh, strong thing to consider. Now, some people want to bring up Hannah Hidalgo, freshman for uh, Notre Dame. You know, she averaged 23 this year. 23 and seven, t- 20, 24, 7, She could be in talking down the line. So, I mean, I see some talking heads saying that, you know, this may be a season we won't forget all that stuff. That may be true. But those two ladies I just mentioned. We talk about like two different ladies here down the line trying to break her record. Time will tell. But like I said, congratulations to Miss Caitlin Clark on passing the scoring record. Let's get to y'all uh, chat real quick. How y'all doing tonight?
1: Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
3: Uh, D-Log had a uh, surprise meeting uh, with his staff and all that stuff. So um, hopefully you join in. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But, you know, I told him, hey, don't sweat it. It's handling your business. Uh, to the chat, Mikey Two Guns. How you doing tonight, sir? My seeds looking unstoppable. Yes, sir. They did. They smacked the hell out the damn Celtic. I mean, not Celtics. Um, damn Warriors. So much so that Steve Kerr didn't put his starters in in the second half. Talking my ass whipping. That that's that was just a bad performance by the Warriors. And against Steve Kerr's station too. At that, Miss G, Miss Jim B in the chat. How you doing to that, ma'am? Um. Uh, Mikey said, "LeBron hit a 40k. Even for a Celtics fan, all I gotta say, is suspect. Hey, you're probably in the minority because a lot of folks don't like LeBron like that. But Mike, I, you know, I appreciate you know being just fair and right in the middle. You know, congratulating LeBron there. Terry Rodriguez in the chat. How you doing tonight, sir? Hope all's well with you." Uh, Taryn said, "Can we just marvel how LeBron James and Caitlin Carr made history in the same weekend? Talk about talk about a coincidence. Hey, it's great, great for this show, great for the Twitter page, you know, whatever, and what and whatnot. But you know, I saw well down my adventure Tuscaloosa. Watched after the game, we watched and went out to eat and stuff like that." Washington Sports Center, they kind of show some players that could maybe break that record of LeBron's. They show Joy MB and Jokic. And they said they had at least played 13 more years in the NBA to get to that mark. Now. We know about Joel Embiid's injury history. So I don't think. I think he at least got good. Maybe four years. Before we get to that. I mean before he maybe. calls the quiz whatever. And y'all yeah, got to remember. Joel Embiid didn't play too much. In the beginning of his career. So I doubt he'll play them for 13 years. Jokic. You know, the guy doesn't get hurt too much. But, you know, is there a cap that he just, like, calls it quits or whatever and, and just go back to his home country? You know, make his money, take it. you know, go back to his home country and call it a day. That's a fair point about Jokic. They showed Kevin Durant. I think he. they said he had to play another six years. That's a good possibility. You know, Durant loves the hoop. But who knows how long LeBron's going to try and do this? That's another thing. How long LeBron's going to do this? Fair point. LJ in the chat, how you doing tonight, sir? Uh What's the topic of conversation uh, conversation of today? Uh, we talk, I just talked about Miss Caitlin Cart breaking uh, the Pizza Pizza marriage uh, record. You know what her legacy going to be? What she she do? Kind of submit it in her final weeks of college basketball play before she goes to the WNBA. I say, hey, win the damn championship! Got a tough feel in uh in um it, you know coming here a couple weeks in March Madness. I lay out the teams that you gotta go over. Win the damn field. Let's see, going over things. Um Mike Pat in the chat. How you doing tonight, sir? Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, and B's not breaking records. He's always getting hurt. Yes, very true. You know, Mike, like Mikey said, the knees are shot. You know, Fab is for post player. Great big man that can score, but damn, those damn those injuries, those injuries to Embiid early in his career robbed him of a great, you know, could have had like a stronger pro career if that makes sense. If you really think about that. And then Mike Pass said Jokic, as I can see what about Luca? He seems to score a ton and there's a turn. And Dean just turned 25. Yeah, I did they didn't put up Luka on there while watching the Sports Center at the um place where we're at after the game. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put Luka there. They put those three up there. They didn't put Luca there. Which I thought I thought was kind of Like, Like him and Devin Booker. would be the two guys I would consider. They put Wim, Wim Yamba up there. I was watching this segment. I think they, they said something. He had to play like, like 20 years to get to that mark. Could he get it? Maybe. But, we, you know, we'll see how his career uh, progresses along. Another name. I. Somewhat thought about, as well. But I think he's got to kind of refine his game a little bit in shot selection and stuff like that. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think he could probably get to that mark, but his his shot efficiency fish, fish to me is it got it got to get better. You know, it, it got it's got to get a little bit better. To my liking, if he don't get to that mark, do I think he'll reach uh, 30k in scoring career? Yes, but I think he's gonna take he's gonna take a lot of shots to get there. which I think, with his size, and scoring ability, he can reach that a lot sooner than how he how he does and it does right now. Okay, all right. Think about this with Jason Tatum, and I brought I thought this out in my head. Have y'all ever seen a movie um with Tom Cruise see. Days of Thunder. Him and um who else is that movie? Him and um Robert Duvall? Was that in that movie? If I remember correctly. Anyways. Yes, the race movie, yes. If y'all remember correctly and how that movie went, Tom Cruise's character kind of you know he drove he drove a he drove well, but it could have been better. And then at some point in the movie, you know, him and Robert Duvall, his character, had, you know, kind of come uh, middle ground. It's like, hey, race how you want at this half of the race. But let me take over the second half of the race. God, you t- and do it my way. And we can, you know, run races and all that good stuff. I think that's what Jason Tatum kind of needs. You know. You, you're you're almost there, but let me fix a couple things here that you won't do so much to get where you need to go. And I think I I, I kind of see that. Do I see Joe Mo, Joe Mazzulla being that type of guy to lead that? I don't know. Maybe that's why I was kind of high on Sam Cassell and that type of hire. Maybe to help with, along with that. We'll see how that will go. But Chayton was another, you know, like I said, another person I consider there. Um, to uh, reach that LeBron scoring level. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's nobody really else at the moment. You know, current currently in the NBA. Nobody really else I can really think of. You know. If Kawhi was healthy and didn't miss a lot of uh a good couple of years, maybe him. Um uh, Paul George, he lost some time as well. James Harden. You know, another possibility as well. I don't know how long he would continue playing. Uh, Anthony Edwards may be a consideration as well. But that's really about it. And Ms. Jim B saying, look we had to play 12.5 more seasons and maintain current average. I think he could. For at least 10 more years to average his current level, yeah. I think he could do that. I think Luca is a strong candidate, like Jim brought up. I think Luca is probably the strongest candidate. Kevin Durant, do I think he can get 40K playing number six years? Yeah, barring barney, barney injury. I think he can get there. Luca, same deal. I think he can get there. But, you know, to talk to LeBron and what else he can do, Getting 40K is great, but for me, and I'm coming to this like as a, I was kind of speaking as a Laker fan on this on this part here. And shout out to Marcus Los, great! How you doing tonight, sir? As a, I come, I come to speak to y'all as a Laker fan on this. On my other show, The Crook's Process and my lost episodes. I mean my lost episodes, I got tired of paying for popping storage, and all that stuff. And since you don't pay, they delete all your shit, which I think is, like, BS. So I lost a lot of those episodes. So, but I put it a short term like this. When LeBron signed with the Lakers all these years ago, I said one thing that he should do as a Laker is to bring at least one title to LA. I'll get that part to in a second, Mikey. Hey, give me this second. I, I, I'm going to get there. Several years ago when he signed with the Lakers. That he at least, at least, gotta bring one title to LA. Which he did. Albeit, you know, how twenty twenty played out, all that good stuff. But he did. But as y'all seen this LeBron run with the Lakers, it hasn't been the best. If you want to say that for real, you know, I don't know what you'll call it, like, underwhelming development uh, talent around him, coaching, other things, other things meaning, like, other teams are better coached, got better players, some kind of, you know, you know, bloomed, you know, uh, kind of this balloon quicker than, you know, we saw, you know, i.e. the Thunder Timberwolves this year. I think one more thing he has to do. I think he gotta bring another title to LA. I know I was one of one, because I I when I said on that podcast years ago, Wilk came here, at least won one. Kareem, when he got here, got to LA, won multiple titles. When it signed Shaq, he brought multiple titles. When they trade for Gasol, help bring a couple titles. Now some of y'all part of listening are listening thinking like, "What about Kobe, Magic, Worthy, etc." I'm talking about guys that you know L.A. has brought in, guys that you know they drafted. You know, kind of like a different story, in a sense. But what has L.A. always kind of been known for bringing in those? Big name-free agents in trade or signing. LeBron's on the big deals. Him, AD, you know, they brought the title to LA. But the way things are going to LA, I kind of at least want one more strong LA year when we're not talking about them. You know, it is a a play-in talk. The way things are looking now, them are going to say probably playing each other in a play-in. Going to say got lambasted today by the damn Celtics. Are we talking about the Warriors team as a title threat? Hell no. Are we talking about the Lakers as a, to Mikey's question, could be a danger team in the playoffs. Are they a title threat? Hell no. If you put them, the Lakers, in a seven-game series with the Clippers. Now, granted, Russ will be out for a little while with his injury. But the Clippers, Dallas, OKC, Denver, they may get waxed off the floor. And I don't care if the playoff is a different strategy on that BS. They might get waxed out the floor. Me as a fan, I think LeBron got have a strong I got help with the Lakers have a strong season. Like next year or whatever. When I mean by strong season, I mean like stay in the top six. You know, take it back. Top four at least. And have a strong season. Not no struggling, not no losing streaks, and none of like that BS. Top four season and bringing another in the West. And bring another title to L.A. That, for me, would kind of cement his legacy. We brought two titles to L.A., You know, you brought the sc- scoring record in, in LA. You know, I don't think he will never, never never MVP trophy, but hey, why not shoot for the stars, to Like winning MVP at your age. But I think for LeBron, you know, getting forty K is great. Being the first player to, to score forty K points in the NBA is phenomenal. You know, breaking all these records late in your career, you know, it's phenomenal. You know, I I wish Kobe, you know, kind of had a chance to go for, like, scoring work like that. But, you know, the injuries and stuff like that kind of took that away from him at the end of his career. Mikey asking, you know, do you think it's a chance that LeBron will ever come to the Celtics? To say if they they draft Bronny. You never say never. You never say never. I think that's one of his goals. Play with his (sighs) son. How that work uh, money-wise. That's a whole different ball game. Because I don't think LeBron. I don't think LeBron would take a like a deep, 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 deep discount like that just to play for his son. If he would, for being real, these LA teams would probably be uh, better, stronger built.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Now. Now we know LeBron is a guy that has a lot of pull. Now let's go. Let's go with this. Let's go with Mikey's theory here. If 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 Bronny does come out, which he shouldn't, but I'm, I'm sorry, let me go. let speak to Bronny on this. If Bronny comes out, uh, that's his business, and you know he should do what he what he got to do. But to me, for Bronny, even into another degree, Isaiah Collier his backcourt mate as well, who came in as kind of like a projected top seven pick in this draft before the season happened, who's kind of slid down some boards. If I was those two, Bronny and Isaiah Collier, I would come back for another year at USC or maybe transfer elsewhere. I would come back for another year. A college basketball. If you stay at USC, hey, that's fine. I think they should go to other places. Let me you know. Hey, whatever. And the L money for them would be top notch. Just saying. Look at you, Nate Oates. But anyways. i look at this if I was those two. Some mocks had Bronny in the second round. Now, if you're Bronny James, you kind of see yourself better than some of the folks probably mocked ahead of you. Same thing with Isaiah Colley. He's kind of slipped down some mocks I've seen and stuff like that. I kind of done a little bit of deep diving in my draft prospects, stuff like that. I'm gonna tell y'all now. Don't be surprised between the first four picks, you see Europeans are top four picks. A lot of guys, a lot of guys that are kind of like combo forwards. They can handle the ball. They're tall and lengthy. You're talking about guys that are raised from six eight to seven two. They can handle the ball, shoot all that stuff. So don't come surprised. Come June, you. Hear these guys in Europe, hear their, name, hear their name called. That, you know, these guys will be in the top four. But back to those two, real quick. I'll get back to Mikey's comment. USC USC season didn't go as planned. If we're going to be real about that. You know, I don't say the USC men's program came in a lot of hype, but a lot of attention on them. And I thought, you know, a lot of folks probably thought they'd be a little bit better, but not where they're at currently sitting at. If Oregon State didn't suck ass this year. I don't think they they would have been at the bottom. You know. They'll be at the freaking of the uh Pac twelve. That's how bad they really are. Like right, going through USC's record real quick. Now, granted, they beat Washington the other night last night, but and Brown, they only played like 14 minutes, shot the ball once, no free throws attempted. Three rebounds, two assists, and a foul. You know. Isaiah Collier. I had one of the better games uh, this season for him. 31 points for him to lead the way. So. If I was the two of them, I'll come back. I will come back, or I'll just do and kind of put the work in. And the thing with Bronny is that he had the medical issue. Yeah, he's shown. Yes, he's come back and shown that he has played well, all things considered. But. You know, some teams may be hesitant on that. So if I was the two of them, I'll come back next year, wherever it may be. And you got consider you can't just come back to USC, you gotta consider your options. Who could put us in the best position to get the best out of us? You know? Do, I look, do we look down south between Bruce Pearl or Nate Oates? Do we call Cal in Kentucky? The old self in Texas. I mean, Texas. Um, Kansas. Who probably would be dying for some death if those two couldn't call into him. Bryce Drew and Baylor. UConn Tom Enzo? Maybe. Balfries had done a good job out of guards over the years. So if I was those two. I'll try to come back. Uh, some of y'all chat saying he, he needs all those four years. Eh, a good possibility, but we know that that's not going to happen. Sometimes you know you can't rush things, and I think that's probably one thing Bronny's probably picked up from his dad, in which it, you know it's kind of hurt LeBron for not maybe like winning more titles in his career. Sometimes LeBron don't have the patience with the roster that the team uh puts together around him. And maybe LeBron you got to be patient with this like okay, I know things didn't come do, go right as planned. I know I got for at least another 3 years. Man, I can do this right. Uh, Tamaki's, uh, what's my assessment of Bronny's game? Uh, Very athletic guard. You know, can play about the rim. Solid defensively. You know, good all-around solid guard. But I mean, not. I mean, the Bronny we're seeing now. You know, he's not. He's not turn around an NBA franchise. You know, you're not sticking him on the Spurs, Wizards, Hornets, Raptors to tell him, hey, he's going to turn your fortunes around within a couple of years. That, that's not going to happen. So like I said, his best best option is to come back to his school for at least another year, evaluate all your options, and then go from there. And mind you, mind you, USC is going to the Big Ten next year. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? No. Because, hell, the SEC is adding Texas and Oklahoma. You got to send in all your, your options, and can't. Um, what's his name? The coach of USC. Um, let me pull it up Can't any infield lead that team? To a decent year come Big Ten play next year. I don't know. Depends how you know how the landscape is in the Big Ten come. Well, we'll see how we'll see how the coaching socket goes. But about going back to LeBron, you know, could LeBron show up in a seas jersey? If Bron gets drafted this year, possible. Can they make the money work? I don't know, but to ask you as a, to you to ask you and Marcus as Celtics fans, and with the, the way the season been going, adding Porzingis and stuff like that, move Horford to the bench and whatnot. Do y'all want to really break that up? Now, e- now you can easily p- replace. LeBron will Horford, I don't think, you know, people will cry about that, but do y'all want to uh, give up what the core y'all have? Drew Holiday as well. You got you had a lot of salary to bring in LeBron. Yeah, LeBron Smart probably like be a greater basketball fit because you don't have to score a lot. and got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum there, and Drew day at the point position. There, so maybe like a better situation for him. But like I, like Mikey just brought up. LeBron has to take a pay cut. Yeah, I don't think LeBron's going to do that. And yeah, 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 my yeah, Mike, I I hear you, but it's like, yeah, he got enough money, but as we see in this country, just because a lot of these folks got money, don't mean they're going to take a pay cut just because. That's the case, the world be a bad place if some of these rich folks did uh, good humanitarian things. But I, I, just, I just don't see LeBron taking a pay cut like that. But you never know. But you never, never know. Real quick, going to scores, real quick on uh, the NBA side of things uh, today's scores. Right now, the Knicks are up on the Cavs 92 84. Uh, Jalen Brunson went out early in that game, like the first couple minutes, with a leg injury. And he's sitting that holding his knee. So, after his jump shot, so hopefully he's okay after landing awkwardly on that. But right now, the Knicks are up, uh, with 6 38 left in the fourth. Uh, he even changed those 30, 28 points. He's, he's been playing pretty well um, in the second half of the year. Uh, 17 points off the bench for Baldanovich as well for the cast side of things. Uh, no Donovan Mitchell tonight. Uh, Darius Garland has 16 points. Jerry Allen 16 points. Uh, Mobley. 11 points, 11 rebounds. a coral in the starting line with 17 points. Uh, Merrill, Sam Merrill off the bench. Uh, 17 points for him, uh, 18 points, excuse me, for him off the bench. But like I said, the Cavs um, down at the moment in the fourth quarter. In which, I know the Cavs are up on the Knicks in the standings. But the Cavs, they can't lose ground to Milwaukee, who's been, has won five games straight here post All Star break. So I think it's a very important win for the Cavs to kind of stay ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks. And to Jim, Jim brought an interesting point Bryce James, you know, the middle, the middle child. He's somebody that a lot of folks don't really talk about too much. I mean, the more attention the has been on Bronny. because you know, he's that fourth born and whatnot. But Jen got a, probably got a point. Sometimes the middle kid doesn't get noticed like that before you know it. there yeah, they are. And Bryce is bigger than Bronny at that as well. So I think the kids are like, what? Six 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 seven, and probably got a little more time to grow. So, yeah, Jim brought up an interesting point. You know, we'll see how how Bryce's development is, and how that how how those things go about. Because I think if when Bryce gets to that NBA point, does is LeBron still playing whatnot? That's a fair question. But, yeah, Bryce is another Bryce is a kid that we got to keep our eye on. And see, you know, I, I would hate how the media would do this, but they probably will. Probably prepare the two uh, brothers and how their careers go and all that stuff. I kind of hate that, but they probably would do it anyways. But we'll see on that. Um, Let's see. Go back to scores for today. Uh, Philly with a big win over Dallas today. Even despite Kyrie's somewhat uh, comeback. Uh, They win 121-16. Big time road game for the um, Sixers. Tobias Harris probably had one of his better scoring games with 28 points. Uh, Tyree Tephasis, 24 points for him. 21 points off the bench for Kelly Oubre as well. Uh, 38 for Luka Doncic. 28 for uh, Kyrie Irving. Derrick Jones, 27, uh, 21 points off the bench. Seven rebounds for him. Five for five for him for three-point land for Mr. Derrick Jones, who's really come a long way shooting the ball. If y'all watched him early in his career, he really couldn't shoot for a lick and all that stuff. and was just like a high flyer. But in guys like that, they always kind of have a niche to stay around the league, but but you know, they, if they you know work in the game and stuff like that, they stay around long. And I think that's I tell young kids where well, I coach sometimes, like really, if I if emphasize your strengths and stuff like that when you go for trials on and stuff. So if you're hard nose, hard nose like a defender and stuff like that, you can defend real well, and all that good stuff if you make the team show a high character and all that, all that good jazz. If you make the team, you can work on your other stuff on, like, down, I mean, within practice, all that stuff. Come in early, working your offensive game, ball handling, dribbling, all that, all that type of stuff. And, you know, use Jerry Jones as an example. Yeah, you get by your athletic ability all that stuff. But, if you make the team and stuff like that, but now you're in the facility on that. Now you can work on your offensive game, all that stuff. You can work on your jump shooting and stuff like that, ball handling, other little things that, you, you know, you can clean up in your game to make yourself valuable for the team. Make that more valuable for the team. Instead of like, putting you in, like, these type of situations stuff like that. That's why I, was, you know, I tell these kids, like, Stuff like that. Do do these things here and then if you make a squad, work on your other stuff and progress along. You're practice and all that stuff. down the Warriors today, so much so they were down fifty plus at halftime. No need to say more. Uh, one thing else, I, I, I was picking in that game. Now, I know they kind of sounded Val more, but why didn't see Kerr play Kamiga more in the second half? This, this my question. This my question there. Um, eleven points for Moody, seventeen for um, for Lester Quinones. Um, for the Celtics, Tatum with uh twenty seven, shoot the ball, shot the ball very well. Jalen Brown twenty nine points, nineteen for Peyton Pritchard, twelve for uh, Hauser. Uh, I campaigned for J D Davidson and. Anthony Washington playing time, but that didn't happen. So it is what it is on that part. Um, let's see, the Clippers get a big time win over the Timberwolves on the road. Thirty two points for Kawhi Leonard, twenty four off the bench for Norman Powell. Like I mentioned, no uh, Russell Westbrook due to injury. For the Timberwolves side of things, twenty seven points for Anthony Edwards, zero points for Mike Conley, which. That can't that, that can't happen. He he can't put up goose eggs if this team's gonna try and contend for a title. That that can't happen. Um, Eighty points for uh, Car Towns on that front. The Magic D Locks team uh, beat the Pistons today one thirteen ninety one. Um, twenty nine for uh, Panchero, sixteen for our folks off the bench. Um. John Allen played 13 minutes, but you know I thought he wouldn't play because he got hurt again. And this is kind of funny after you know the tweet saying he'll wear Donald Trump Donald Trump shoes and stuff like that, and he gets hurt. But good to see him on the court. I wish he'd just stopped saying stupid shit and he gets hurt. But anyways, uh, for the Pistons, 17 points for Evan Fournier, Uh, 15. For Fenechacho. So, the Pistons, 951. <sighs> they just... Ugh. Raptors beat the Hornets, 111-106 today. Um, Grant Williams, 18 points, 13 rebounds for him. Brennan Miller, back in the lineup, 26 points for him, 10 rebounds. For him. Um... 14 points off the bench for uh, Davis Bertans for the Raptors. Emmanuel quickly 22 points. RJ Barrett 23 and Grady Dick, who if the Raptors are out playoff contention, she be seeing more time. at think more in the year. 11 points for him off the bench. You got the Thunder Suns uh, tonight. Uh, tip off here in about 30 minutes. You know. I've seen uh last night's action between the Suns and the Rockets. You know, hopefully Bradley Beal will be more amount uh, of play, and you got a big game today against Thunder at home. So, hopefully these guys and I know Devin Booker probably will be playing with this injury. So, I think the Suns got to come out focused and trying to win against this young, hungry Thunder team. And then I do want to shout out Max Drews. He hit that Beautiful game winner, beautiful game winner. Um, this past week, like, oh, that was like amazing, you know, hitting that shot like that, and this dude has been a great signing, um, for the uh, for the Cavs, you know, hit that shot against the Mavs, you know. Does it, you know, does it kind of help his case? Maybe make it Team USA roster? Maybe, maybe not. But I think he should be in consideration. I think one of the topics we kind of, I probably say for next week with D-Lock in tow, is like, who should we make our Team USA roster? We already seen like the guaranteed names, but... Look at the names. You probably need some um, shooters. And Struz, maybe one of the guys that should consider. I know there's every names in there you know, on the pool list, but you, you need some guys to knock it down. And I think Struz could be one of those guys. And with this play that he showed, not just um, this season, but last year, guy can score him. And God could be a great, t- when he catches fire, he can catch fire. But like I said, we're saying the T, t- I'm going to say the team is USA stuff for next week. And we'll see like how our roster list compares to each other on that front. But I know, I want to talk about my trip to Tuscaloosa real quick. I, some of y'all know, I know I'm a big Alabama fan. Um, I'm, no, I no, I not one of those people that went to the school. So, whatever. But I went down. It was like a last minute idea from a friend of mine. Um, to go watch the Tennessee game. I said, "Cool, hey, sure." You know, two hour drive down Tuscaloosa. Let's go. So, and I was surprised I didn't hit a lot of traffic here because. The state finals for basketball in the State Alabama is happening this weekend. It's probably going to hit more traffic. But, anyways, get down to exclusive. The atmosphere was great. The crowd was heavy. Decent amount of Vols fans where the seats were at. But that the atmosphere is great. The electricity is great. You know, they had college game there, there. Game day there earlier uh, that day. Had a lot of people there in Coleman Coliseum. Everything was going great. The vibes were great, all that type of stuff. And then, you know, the game happened. And it was good back and forth, you know, during the game. You know, Tennessee, you know. And let me say this. I, I, I. I can't stand Tennessee. I can't. I it, it stops me to give them credit. Football and basketball, Essentially football. I can't stand. I can't stand Tennessee. I just can't stand the fans. I, I just can't stand them. You know, I I just can't stand Tennessee. I, uh, I, I just can't stand them. But. This butt, though, I'll give him credit. In which they revved the storm. Alabama kind of pulled strong in that first half. That's late in the first half. Went on with like a 12 0 run. One thing, they did well. Alabama did well. Having the ball, hit, ball in Estrada's hands. Marseilles didn't handle the ball too much. Unless he was to push up the ball to four and fast break, or whatever. But the second half, I don't know what the hell Al, Nate Oates is thinking. Here, here's the other thing, my only beef with Nate Oates and his system. And some of y'all if y'all watch outbound basketball with Nate Oates in tow, or you watch his time in Buffalo, not a lot of two points unless it's like layups or dunks. Like the mid the mid range game is not existent. of y'all probably hearing and saying that's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, it sounds crazy, but you know it's his system. And sometimes, what well, kind of that's kind of bit him on the backside at times. It's not having. A mid-range game. Yeah, everybody's at least efficient enough on the outside, but sometimes you gotta keep the defense on and have a strong mid-range game. Like right, we we'll go through the greats of basketball. A lot, a lot of guys had a strong mid-range game. Michael, Kobe, LeBron. You know, KD, Carmelo, Bernard King, um, you know, Iverson, Ray Allen. Now, granted, yeah, Ray Allen's one of the greatest three point shooters, but Ray Allen can score the ball. Paul Pierce, you you get my point. Dirk. But you you don't see a mid race game in Alabama's offense, especially in the second half, when, you know, a lot of guys just taking bad shots and stuff like that. In that second half, that's kind of went, like, opposite what they were doing in the late, in that first half, when they closed out strong. And Tennessee, you know, they hit some great shots at the end. You know, I can't take that away from them. You know, I really can't, can't take that uh, away from them. Dalton uh, Netsch, you know, you know, been lighting it up here in SEC play. You know, they kind of held him to 13 points. Ziggler, you know, played great for them, especially in the second half. Hitting key three-pointers, played great. You know, and one thing I noticed about Tennessee bigs, they don't shoot the ball. They get this stuff down low, but it's more of a guard and the foreplay. If you're a big man, don't really shoot like that, compared to Alabamas. But watching, the, you know, just watching in person and stuff like that, they know their role, and they really don't deviate from it. So, I, you know, big win for Tennessee. Their first place in the SC right now. You know, do I think they they hang on to the league? You know, by the end of week for the regular season, I think so. But you know, to see how you know things win in the second half compared to the first half is really just a bummer. And then everything you know, watching the game, they. Alabama can stay in front of those guys. I know they those press defense and stuff like that, but, you know, just kind of watching live and seeing how things are. Just like, from TV, like, damn. I kind of slow-footed a little bit. And the Tennessee guards were just getting, just getting by, getting layups and stuff like that with ease at times. So, I think mm-hmm. Alabama got some crap calls. Yeah. Brett Nelson found out BS because he got two cheap calls called on him being real about that. You know, Pac House, you know, saw Nick Saban, saw Kalen DeBoer, new uh, Alabama football coach. uh, You know, the environment is popping. But, you know, it sucks to go down there and watch your team lose. But, you know, it happens, and all that good stuff. But two things about these two teams real quick I'll, before I get off there. If Alabama wants to win the NCAA tournament, the defense got tightened up. Defense got to be better. I think the offense is, the offense is always going to be there. But I think the defense got to be tightened up. As we kind of, as I've kind of been seeing, they always been playing more and more of these younger guys, the freshman guys and whatnot. Now, granted, the trail uh, White Shell is still out. so Maybe that's why, you know, we've seen like a Cosby Waters been playing more. But defense, regardless, got to get better across the board. And for Tennessee, if the guard play ain't popping between uh, K'Nech, Ziggler, even James, you better hope your big man can come up in, in big moments to kind of win you games. Because if they don't, then, and plus Rick Barnes' history in the NCW tournament, that seems like a recipe for disaster. So, if both these teams won't win to the tournament, I think those two things kind of be, fa- be factors of why they don't make a, a far trip, even to like League Eight, Final Four, whatever. I think those things will happen. I think maybe Tennessee will maybe get further down the road than Alabama. But you know, we'll see. And to the chat, um Jim B said there's gonna just want to drop all ball there, uh Josh Hart. Uh let me go back and check that score real quick before we sign off the air. And the Knicks are up 107.98 on that. So, and the Knicks have well, just won the game. So, despite Jalen Brussels going out, the Knicks win. Uh 107.98 over the Cavs, like Jen alluded to, that's been kind of struggling with Mitchell and LaVert being out. So, big time win for the Knicks, bad loss for the um for the Cavs. With the uh, Bucks, you know, playing strong ball right now. But this has been our show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in with me in tonight. Uh, D-Lock will be back with us next week. Like I said, we'll go over our TMC, Team USA rosters, see who he selects, Who see who I select. And also... See who y'all will put in y'all team USA roster. The only names we got so far are LeBron, Embiid, Steph, uh, KD. I may be missing a couple folks uh, here. Let me put But you, you get the gist of it. So, you know, uh, Drew Holiday, Devin Booker are locks as well. So, gonna, those guys are just niching. So, we'll see who else will make it the roster. Uh, do follow the show's page as Fastbreak ISR. that's Fastbreak IESR on Twitter slash X. Also, do follow iceforceradio.com for all your latest show news, and feeds as well. I want to shout out to y'all in the chat. Thank y'all for um, chilling with me for the hour plus here tonight as well. I salute to y'all. Thank y'all for making the show great. Um, uh, Do follow D-Lock on Twitter slash X at Black-813. That's Black-813. Do follow him on Instagram as, as well as on the same name. Do follow me on my um, Twitter page as well, Spawn4288, that's Spawn4288. Also, do check out the Crooks Process on Instagram and Facebook. You see the CP logo there. I did post some videos and stuff like that from my time in Tuscaloosa, so do follow me on Instagram on there and give that like as well, and give me a follow on there on on Instagram as well. Um, till next week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk more in the world of basketball. Tournament time is coming up. So, more NCAA talk as well. And, of course, you know, the NBA down the stretch. I'll talk to y'all later along with D Lock next week. Talk to y'all later. Peace.